0: hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. And if you're actively investing and growing income from property, you've found the right podcast as it's something we've been doing for over 20 years and we talk every week about the reality of running our property businesses. As always, please do leave us a little rating in your podcast player because that would really help us get the message out there. If you're getting any value from this podcast at all, it's all that we ask. Uh, there is no, There are no fees to pay for listening to this podcast. We only ask for a little rating. This topic, uh, this week, we are talking about uh, what to do before your fixed mortgage rate ends. And last week's podcast episode, we were really talking about is 2024 a good year to sell your property. One of the reasons that you might want to sell or people will be thinking about selling is because the fixed rate mortgage is coming to an end. And we know we are aware that, um, you know, not, not everyone has mortgages and that you know i think it's around a third of people have mortgages so not not everyone will be thinking it for that reason but we know the majority of people that are investing are using mortgages because it's a um you know one of the best forms of leverage to get uh, the best bang for your buck which is why we talk about this sort of stuff so one of the reasons we thought about uh, this topic is because uh, because of people coming out of fixed rates going on to higher rate mortgages and simon what's I guess the first thing people need to be thinking
1: about on this particular topic? Well, I think before you can worry about anything else is you need to know when your fixed rates are ending and indeed sort of what your mortgage products are generally. And if you've got one property in your portfolio, this is probably not very hard to keep track of. You might, might just have it in your head. You might, might know when that mortgage is coming up for renewal, or the fixed rate is due to expire, I should say. However, if you've got three, four, five, maybe more than that, properties and mortgages in your portfolio, there's a very good chance you're not going to remember those, or not going to remember the the dates that you need to be concerned about for those. And and that's when you really need something else to help you remember those. And and I'm I'm obviously going to be a, a fan of using Patma for doing this, you can put all your mortgage details in, put in the dates that fixed rates expire, and it will email you and give you alerts and things to make sure you're aware of that well in advance of that date. So when, when you set up a mortgage, you can set that date two years, five years in the future, and Patma will just remember, and we'll let you know well in advance that you've got, to, got time to do something about that. But even if you're not using Patma, make a spreadsheet, make a document that you can check frequently and make sure you you've on top of the dates for your mortgages. Because if, you, if you're not and you, you don't do something in time, a fixed rate mortgage product will end and typically you'll revert to the lender's standard variable rate and those rates are really painful. Really, really painful. <laughs> and you, you do not want to end up with that accidentally.
0: You do so. not. You do not. And, I, and I, can, I can testify to this and I can also testify to the fact that it would be much easier to use a software like Patma to get these email reminders. Occasionally, banks will do it on your behalf or brokers may do it on your behalf. In fact, brokers probably should do it on your behalf. Uh, if you've got a good broker like our resident broker, Simon Glastonbury, he will most certainly send you an email to say that some rates are coming to an end. Certainly from the bank's perspective, it's variable in terms of whether or not you get that email. And I I had two rates actually for the same property. It was the um, it was the main loan and then the further borrowing both slipped onto SVRs. Now, we did get letters. We did get letters through the post. But it's one of those where they get put on the side, didn't look at it quickly enough. And then what was a a four percent had gone up to a a six or seven percent for a month or two months. And just in terms of the actual values that, that that took out of that profitability of that property, just for those month or two months is is significant. So although it's one of these where you say, well, yeah, yeah, thanks a lot for that. This is great advice. Of course, we know that. But it is really important because I know that I'm not alone
1: in having missed, uh, missed when these rates change. No, exactly. And as you say, the, the bank will, will generally send you a letter, but they might send it to you just a month or a couple of months in advance. And as you say, it's very easy to say, oh, yes, it's a letter from the mortgage company. It's three pages long. I'm not really going to read that right now. It's probably just a statement or something or other else. And you, as you say, you put it on the side, you forget about it. And, and you need to to make sure that you you, you don't. And if you've got a separate system that's going to specifically say, fixed rate coming up for expiry, and it's, it's going to be a much shorter, clearer message, then I think that's a, a an important element. And also, the bank might just tell you a month or two in advance. But really, you want to be looking at this six months maybe even a little more but probably at least six months before that expiry date is coming up and and you really do need that time to to give yourself space to to be sure that you're going to be prepared so if we're looking at six months ahead what's the first thing to do Stuart
0: well it's understanding the options that you have so primary option is what are the alternatives that the existing lender will offer me so um so I have one good uh lender at the moment they have uh sent me letters since six months, so I think that's that's perfect because that that is now the within the window at which you can change so there they sent me a letter and they' they've sent me uh what their alternatives are but of course. I want to understand because it's like everything else we know that you know insurance companies and uh, mobile companies they make their money because just slowly but incrementally prices rise and I would expect the same from banks that if you're if you're an existing customer that you may not get the best rate I mean that might be overly cynical but so I would always go out to the market and that would either be via a broker well primarily for me that would definitely be using a broker but you could also obviously go directly to other banks to find out what um, what products they have on offer and then um, yeah so, so that's the first thing getting an understanding of all the products that you might have available to you uh, I would always use a broker because they will typically uh, give you what you need or and you know in, in the case of having a broker for a number of years they'll, they'll, they'll just provide you exactly what you want to see versus someone new. An example that I was talking about with Simon before the record was that, um, so with a with a, a property that's outside of my usual portfolio, I've been given a number of options um, from from the bank stroke, their broker, their specific broker, and I've had to go back to them three or four times to get all of the information because the first time they said, "Well, here here are." Seven products that you could have, and these are the rates. And I said, okay, you know, are there any fees? Oh, yes, there are fees, and these are the fees that are attached to each of those products. And I said, okay, now I've got the uh, the the interest rates, the fees. What would the monthly payments be on the mortgage that you're offering? Okay, you know, so essentially, I've had to ask them to build up the table that I would want to see um, in order to understand all of those options. So, so that's getting all of the options out, Simon, and then, then obviously we'll we'll need to do something with those options.
1: Yeah and I think it's just on building that table I think it's worth reiterating some of the the details in that because mortgages are are complex things and especially in the sort of investment world where you you generally have some fees as well as the the actual mortgage rate and these days we have much higher percentage based fees as well so there are normally some options where you have higher fees and lower rates or higher rates and lower fees, and it's, it's important to consider the, the different varieties of, of mortgage product and and sort of setup of those those things. And I think when, when you've done analysis on this before Stuart, you've, you you've found out that over the course of the fixed term, be that two years or five years. Generally speaking, it, it ends up that the, the bank makes about the same amount of money or rather, I should say it costs you as mm. the, the mortgagee about the same amount of money, whether you're paying it in fee or whether you're paying it in, in interest rate. And that, that's obviously by design by the banks. But there, there are other elements to be considered in, in that sort of setup. So, I mean, a, a, a simple one could be, if you've got a 75% loan-to-value mortgage and you're adding a 7% fee onto that, when you come to remortgage in two years or five years, if the value of that property hasn't really moved much or maybe even gone down or whatever else, then you've now got a higher than 75% loan-to-value and that might create further problems for you. And you might have to be then be looking at putting in a, a lump sum to cover that fee before you can can look at remortgaging. And it might actually be better for you or easier for you to handle that as a, a gradual month-by-month cost so that at the end of that fixed period, you've still only got a 75% loan-to-value situation to, to work with. And it, ultimately, it may have cost you about the same or maybe a bit more, I don't know, but it... it roughly the same but you've ended up in a different situation and you've you've managed that process perhaps in a way that you you feel is better for you of course it could work the other way around as well you could be planning to do work on the property or be very confident that its value will extend or um, grow over time and therefore you might be confident that you can it can add a fee to it and it's not going to cause you a problem. Or I guess another situation could be that you're currently in a very low loan-to-value situation. You've got a 50% loan-to-value or something and you add a fee to it in five years' time, you're still going to be well below 75%, which is generally the, the, the sort of limit you might be looking at. And you're still not going to have a, a problem remortgaging. So it is, I think, important to understand your situation, the table of options, and how that table of options impacts your situation in the future, not not just now, but going forward for the, the, the fixed term of, of that mortgage?
0: I think that's the most important point because most of us and you know we, we've we've been trained by the banks and those involved with mortgage and mortgage lending to do something really simple, which is that they often just say, we'll just add this to your loan. And they do that obviously because it benefits them, but also because they know that typically the, the, the average person will take the easiest option. So if you offer me an option and say, look, we can do all of these things, it's gonna cost you a bit of money here, but you know, we'll, we're just bang it on the end of that loan and you don't actually need to worry about it. I go, oh, okay, fine, because, because that is human nature. We, because we've got lots of other things to do in our lives. So we wanna take an easier option but with the increase in fees and those percentage rates though that that kicking that can that that small can that we kick now it could become a much bigger can further down the road so we we definitely would say at least get a few of those numbers down obviously 7% when someone's saying 7% so i had yeah i, I had that on the on the property that we've got in, in personal names the studio flat you know 7% on that mortgage um is gonna be round around about fourteen to fifteen thousand pounds. And that's you know that's not a huge you know, that's a well that's not the biggest property that we've got. So all of a sudden, you know, just to to what Simon's saying is I put fifteen thousand on that loan, then then exactly what you're saying, the seventy five percent L T V is gonna be closer to eighty percent LTV. So now I'm not only my kicking that cannon, and of course, I'm paying interest on that amount for that duration. Okay, I might switch the products in two to five years, but that's still additive to the loan amount. And I think this is the, uh, the kind of bit of a back door that the banks are coming through that we have to be aware of as investors and people want to grow property businesses because the debt is going to keep pushing down, you know, on, on, the, on the revenue and profit of the business. Um, so yeah. just get I, it out in the open.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't help but feel that they're that the banks are sort of solving their immediate problem or or crisis now in the in the mortgaging market, whereby a lot of investment properties don't meet the stress tests at the current sort of real mortgage rates. So, you you can get a mortgage for I don't know four to five percent in that kind of range with high fees. But sort of the real mortgage rate is probably more like six to seven percent once you factor in the fees or if you don't pay fees and and the the stress testing restrictions just don't work at that kind of of level especially for a lot of existing mortgages that are at 75 percent or sometimes even higher loan to value and and hence the banks have come up with this this wonderful wheeze of uh, of adding high fees and hence being able to charge much lower ongoing interest rates and therefore satisfy the stress test but as you say they're just kicking the ball down the road and in two years five years time i think they've they will have ended up creating a whole new problem where now the the loan to values are all wrong and where where you can't meet loan to value or stress test situations or requirements i should say and yeah we're gonna we're gonna end up with a whole whole new problem arising in just, yeah. just a few years time
0: and, and and but they'll also have trained a lot of people to accept that fees are a thing you know so after a year or two we, we'll all kind of just accept fees whereas once they didn't exist but I think mm. this is a really good place to talk about the fact that we you know we've talked about interest rates and and how they're, they're now being managed and I know that a lot of people's perspective mine included most definitely is that we keep looking back at what was thinking well maybe i can just hold out for when the rates go down to three percent again or
1: i can get my two and a half percent and i think no 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 they're going down to half a percent again that's where they're <laughs> definitely heading and i'm sure they'll be there in a year or two's time i'm holding out for that but the, what we need to remember as investors uh, in
0: property is that what was before was the abnormal period and that this period is now in, we're entering normal interest rates again and i think If you can come at it from that angle, things get a little bit easier because I think a lot of us get reticent to make decisions and choose things because you're thinking, oh, so, for example, I have um, been receiving letters from from an existing, from an incumbent mortgage lender that says you can sign up for your mortgage now. It's now 4.79. And, I've, and they're saying, just just sign here today and it'll be yours. And this was like two months ago. I've waited two months. Now, guess what? Two months later, they said, actually, that offer is now 4.59. So we've saved you 0.2. But please do sign today. You can always change your mind. Now, one thing is I know that they, 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 they're expecting me to sign up and then just think, you know, set and forget and not come back to it, which is probably true if I do it, which is why I'm not signing it. But equally, from my perspective, I, there's part of me thinking, well, what, what if they do go really low again? I don't want to miss out on that. But of course, I have to accept that it is unlikely to happen, you know, to the to the degree that I want it to. So I think just as investors, it's a good reminder to say, look, we are in normal situations. Uh, this is should be now seen as normal in terms of the current interest rates and the Bank of England rate, regardless of what happens in the next eight to 12 months. So, you know, don't let that particularly uh you know, force you down a road of, of
1: holding out, you know, when, when you're making these decisions about what to do with your mortgage. I think that you, you raise a very important point there, though. I mean, apart from the, the the banks trying to encourage you to make a decision early because they know that once you've made the decision, you probably won't revisit it. But the point is that, generally speaking, you you can do the investigations and also make a decision now about six months in advance. And that accepted mortgage offer will then be valid for the whole six months up until you actually need it to to come into force when your fixed rate ends. But also during that time, you can change your mind. I'm not sure this is 100% across the market, but I know it's, it's certainly the case for the large majority of the market. During that time, even though you've accepted the offer and said, yes, I'm going to go with this, you can change your mind. And of course, whether you remember to, or whether you get round to doing it, it might be a different different question, but, but you can, the option is there. If you, if you set up reminders in your software, if you look at your spreadsheet every day, or whatever it is you need to, to, to remember to do that, you do have the option. So you can lock in a rate now, and know that you're not gonna have to do anything higher than that, because it's it's going to be valid still, when your remortgage comes into place but if better ones come along as an option you can still switch and i think this is you can do this really quite late in in the, the process if you if you want to or, or need to so, so yes i think i think it's it's something to be aware of and, and hopefully if you if you talk to a broker about this as well and you've got a, a good broker there on your side hopefully they will also have reminders Set up in in their systems, so they can be checking those rates closer to the time as well. So you know you you're not going to fall onto standard variable rate. You know you're safe. You've got a, a a reasonable rate locked in. But then it's always worth keeping an eye on the market and and checking to see if you can do better nearer the time.
0: Absolutely. And to summarise the episode, essentially, with regards to what to do when your fixed rates ending. First of all, make sure you know when that end is happening. That is key. As stupid as it sounds to say, know when it's ending, get an understanding of your options from the existing mortgage lender, speak with a broker to understand what other options are available to you. And those that you think are best, at least put some of it down on paper in an Excel or use use a Patma service to understand what the impacts as well of that could be on your future borrowing, and then make that decision and pick one because you can change your mind. I mean, I, I deliberately will leave my decision till late on because I'm very, very consciously aware of it at the moment. It's, it's one of the things that's top of my list. So I, I'm gonna deliberate, deliberately delay, but I will make that decision sometimes just to do it a couple of months in advance, knowing that I can change my mind later. So hopefully that helps anyone that is thinking about or has a fixed rate that they know is coming to an end. If it has, please do leave us a rating or review on the show, and if you've got any feedback about what other things that you think about when a fixed rate's ending, please do reach out to us. Best way to reach out to us is on Twitter at bizbizofproperty. That's at biz of property on Twitter. Let us know what we might have missed, or let us know what your thoughts are on our approach and what you might do differently. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll always respond to you uh, if you do. So please do that. Other than that, we'll see you on the next episode.